Hello, and welcome to the Teeth of Grace podcast. My name is Sarah Schaefer, and I'm here with Kathy Loudenberg. And again, I am right here with Kathy Loudenberg. I like it. Because I am now at her recording studio, also known as the cabin's east room. (laughs) So so it's thrilled to be here with you, Kathy. And I... um, I'm excited that we get to once again, we're going to be talking a little bit more in depth about Blue Flame, or at least the topic that came up in Blue Flame. You told the story and we discussed it a little bit in an episode. As we've talked since then, we've realized that we have so many scriptures that are so powerful on this topic that we don't want we just feel the need to share those with everybody. Thank you, Sarah, because I love telling the story, but these scriptures just or the bedrock of why that meant so much to me. Mm-hmm. Because he was removing my dross from where I was right then. I mean, this was a very personal story of brokenness and how he was removing stuff from me. And these scriptures are serious, but they're powerful and they're encouraging. He doesn't leave us as just dross. No, and he doesn't leave the dross in us. Yes. He takes it out. Yes. Because he wants us to become that beautiful yeah. masterpiece, yeah. as he tells us in Ephesians 2. Well, I wanted to start with verses that are, since we've talked so much about trials, <laughs> and, <laughs> which is just fun for everybody, I know, but um, <laughs> as we've talked about trials and we've talked about now the refiner's fire, I just thought I'd bring in the scripture from 1 Peter starting in uh, chapter 1, verse 6. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, You have been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire. And it goes on to say that he sits as a refiner to make our hearts just exactly what he wants them to be. I'm so thankful that he is purifying us and that he is not leaving us to simply i don't know muddle through this life and fend for ourselves yeah yeah and he he is making us more like himself yeah and it's usually through the tough times where I mean, I'm a, I'm a retired teacher, so you give a test to find out where the kids are, right? Mm-hmm. You teach them prepositions in middle school, and they go, what? And and then you give a test so that they, have they grasp it. Do they know it? Do they own it? Mm. Can they put it into their lives now? And, and whatever the topic is. So that's what he really longs to do with us spiritually. Right. When we get the test, we, we can measure ourselves right. and have a truer sense of maybe where we're at or maybe where we're not, or maybe where we need to grow up a little bit. So it's priceless. Hmm. It's priceless. Absolutely. Well, I know that you have gathered for us a lot of scriptures on the refiner and his fire. And I think one of my favorites that you had pulled out is from Malachi, Um, Malachi Mm 3.3. And it talks about Malachi is all, it's talking about when Jesus comes again and when he's going to come and are we going to be, are we going to be ready for him? And so he's saying who can endure the day of his coming in Mm. Malachi three, verse two, 
And who can stand when he appears? For he's like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver, and they will bring offerings in righteousness to the Lord. You know, as I as I think about the story you told last time, especially of your professor who would sit down with your gold and your silver, and he would help, and he demonstrated what it is to have the flame underneath and do that work of a refiner by holding the flame and then throwing the dross and letting the now viscous the pu- metal, the pure metal. Yeah. The purified metal. Yeah. And then it would go into the mold that had been created to become the actual vessel or product that you wanted that. That's what is going on here. Right. When it says right. that he's sitting like a refiner and, 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 you know, we failed and failed and failed and failed because we would always take the torch off too soon. And isn't that who we are in life? Mm-hmm. If my trial goes on and on and on, I, we want we want it over right? because we're human. But God knows just exactly when and his purpose in that. And I'm glad you started with that. And I really like um, I really like Psalm 6610, too, for you have tried us. And that word tried means investigated. Hmm. That's an interesting thought, right? Yeah. He's investigating me. More like a police investigation than a teacher giving a test. Exactly. He wants to know something more. Where's your heart? Where are you at in your growth level? That's why I'm teaching. I'm testing the students. Where are you at? Mm -hmm. And what do I need to do next? Right. And as a good teacher, you do the next thing to hammer it in so that they've got it. Whatever whatever it is we're trying to teach them. Mm -hmm. And he says, for you have tried. It says, for you have tried us or investigated us. Oh, God. You refined us as silver. He purged away. So the good news, and we talked about trials, but the good news is it's always for our good. Mm-hmm. He's always getting rid of what's not valuable. In fact, what is dross when it comes out, when we would see the dross, when we would finally do it right and that dross would fling against the barrel and be ex- be, be thrown out of the metal, was black and gooey and it was a horrible looking stuff Mm. i mean it really struck us all of like that's gross Mm. so when we begin to see his heart in this refining process and it comes through testing it comes through trials it's priceless because if if we could see that in us we wouldn't want us in us either we wouldn't want that in us either would we right right yeah because so it's a gift that he's getting rid of this icky stuff, probably for us, most of it's called sin mm-hmm. or sin, where we're just not walking in the fullness of what, where he wants us to walk. Right, right. Absolutely. I love that whole idea of investigation. It kind of makes me makes me ponder. But let's uh, let's keep going. I see you're looking at something from... Zechariah. Zechariah 13.9 is interesting and a little um, sobering. I will bring one third through the fire, refine them as silver, and test as silver, test them as gold is refined. We, we talked about the narrow road and the leads to heaven is narrow and few find it. And this is sobering because I will bring one third through the fire. 
And we don't like the sound of that, but it's priceless mm -hmm. to think that that's what he's doing. He's bringing us, he brings us through. We're not doing this on our own. Right. We're, it's not our own strength or power. It's he's bringing us through the fire to be this precious vessel because someday we'll talk about how many times he uses the word be holy because I'm holy. That's his whole heart. He's a holy, holy God. And the scriptures say, be holy as I'm holy. That's his expectation. Hmm. Hmm. And we're born dead in sin. Ephesians, we are born dead in sin. Right. So all we have is dross. Hmm. Right? right? We are total dross. And we're dead in sin. And from the moment we come to Christ and we give him our lives, and to the extent to which we have given his lives, he takes away this dross and this dross and this dross and this dross because his whole goal is that we are holy like he's holy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and when you really ponder that, that's pretty exciting. It is. Just so you know, listeners, um, first of all, now would be a great time to go grab your Bible or turn on your digital Bible or however you look at the word if you want to flip through these scriptures with us. And of course, you can rewind and go back to what we've already said. <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to say that what strikes me is these things are passive on our behalf. We submit to them and God does all the really hard work. You know, you talked about how challenging it was to know exactly when to do this and that and the other thing to really get the metal where it needed to be so it could become but we don't need to figure any of that out. No. God's the one who's he, got the timing. He's, he's the refiner. He's the yes. torch. He's He's got it all in the palm of his hands, and he knows yeah. exactly when to take the fire off. He's yeah. not guessing like we were. Right. No, he knows precisely like And the interesting professor. thing was, every time we didn't clear the dross, it wouldn't form. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't get a product. Right. We'd get gunk. <laughs> We'd get gunk. So, So... It's priceless to think of the benefits of a trial in that in that he knows exactly when to just and then that those it's pure gold. It's pure, then it's 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 a sweet process if we can understand it that way. Mm -hmm. And he's relentless. Mm -hmm. I mean, thank God he's relentless, right? Yeah. Because we'd squirm away. Absolutely. We would squirm away all the time, all the time, all the time. But praise the Lord that he's relentless in that process of making him making us into his image. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. What a work that's being done. And there's a flip side to that in this one. I, this will make me chuckle because there's a flip side. Isaiah 45, 9 says, Woe to the one who quarrels with his maker. An earthenware vessel among the vessels of the earth. Will the clay say to the potter, What are you doing? <laughs> or will the thing you are making say, He has no hands? I mean, we do question God in trials, don't we? Absolutely. We do throw temper tantrums because we don't like trials. They're tough. We don't like testings. We don't like to be in the fire. But but woe to the one who quarrels with his maker. To the extent that we learn to stop quarreling and we, okay, God, I accept this trial. I accept this trial. It's kind of like with all of these surgeries. A good friend of mine from BSF said, well, you're not on the mission field now, but you can be a medical missionary because you're mm. spending a lot of time in hospitals. That's a whole different look. 
right in the middle of almost death with my Sjogren's and my salt failure, my sodium crash and my Lyme disease. I mean, everything hit at once. I was deathly ill, but in that process, oh my gosh, if you understand and you're not quarreling with him and you're cooperating with him, it's so sweet that your witness becomes irrefutable. Mm -hmm. When your light shines in the midst of that kind of testing and refining, it's a light that people well, it's a light that people are drawn to. Well, it, yeah. And I had so many people, I was in the hospital for nine days, say, how can you be happy? How can you be upbeat? And I said, well, because I know that he's doing something and he's refining me. And 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 I'd give him scriptures about let perseverance have its perfect work because then you will be complete and entire lacking nothing. That's the point. That's in James. And God's goal is that he wants us to be complete, entire lacking nothing. So he wants the fullness of life for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're only going to get that by getting rid of the dross. Right, right. So thank God that he's this refiner of silver and that he's the potter in the clay, that he just is relentless about forming us into his image. I love that you brought in the image of the potter and the clay. And Jeremiah 18 has a great illustration that God gave to Jeremiah to share with the people of Israel that I think is really relevant to us today as well. And I'm just going to read a little bit. It's, uh, I know it's a little bit long, but I think it's, it's all really good stuff. Uh, so starting Jeremiah 18, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, arise and go down to the potter's house and there I will let you hear my word. So I went down to the potter's house and there he was working at his wheel. And the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand. And he reworked it into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to do. Then the word of the Lord came to me, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter has done, declares the Lord. Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. If at any time I declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will pluck up and break down and destroy it, and if that nation concerning which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent of the disaster that I intend to do to it. And if at any time I declare concerning a nation or kingdom that I will build and plant it, and if it does evil in my sight, not listening to my voice, then I will relent of the good that I had intended to do to it. So I just think that yeah. is all so relevant to our nation, to our world, yeah. to the church itself. Yeah. That are we really, you know, how many days do I get up and say, mold me? Yeah. I'm yours. Go ahead and throw me back on the wheel. Yeah. Keep, keep and at he it. And made a vessel of use. Yeah. To be useful to the Lord may be the sweetest thing in life. Hmm. The sweetest thing in life. Not our fancy cars, not our new house, not our bigger automobiles. It's not stuff. To be a useful, beautiful vessel that he takes the mar out of is priceless mm. to think of it that way that then we are really of service to him we matter to him he loves us we're his bride he's longing for this relationship and this intimacy and that whole process is a refining process because we're born dead in sin mm -hmm. and it's not easy it's just none of it's easy but it's priceless yeah 
One thing that kind of was a theme also in that episode of Blue Flame was you talking, and we didn't really talk about it in the episode, was you talking about not feeling like you fit in. Yeah. And how in that class you all, <laughs> because of your failure and because of your amazing professor, you all had this camaraderie yeah. together. And then when you were having success, you were able to cheer each other on. And you were saying that you, especially in that fragile place, felt like you fit in. Yeah. What comes to my mind now is, you know, why does it matter? Why would we want to subject ourselves to being thrown on the wheel or put over the flame? Well, because to be of use is another way of saying you do have a purpose. Yeah. You were created for a reason and you do belong and you do have a place. Yeah. And that is in the family of God. Yeah. A vessel for his use. Yeah. That's the best fit we could have. Right. Right. I mean, that's the best fit we could ever have. Right. Regardless of anything else in the world, we think that, that this it's a good place to fit at this university or that or whatever, where we think that's, that's just material. That's just worldly. That's that's pretty. It can be pretty empty, mm -hmm. because it was. It was as we struggled together, there to figure out why none of us were having any success. There was. There began to be this. And that's what the body of Christ is. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, our job is to exhort one another to grow up in Christ mm -hmm. and to continue growing and to speak the truth in love. And that means sometimes I need a rebuke. I need to have a sister that's willing to rebuke me or call me call me out. I mean, so we have a responsibility too to each other in this refining process to speak that truth in love. Mm -hmm. It might be an exhortation. It might be a rebuke. It might be calling them out on a sin because we're all about this. We, as we fit into the body of Christ, and as he's purifying us, we become more useful and more united and more like him. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a priceless thing. This one third that he brought out of the fire. I mean, that's that's sobering. So that means two thirds are not going to make it. And the road is narrow to be in that family of God and to realize that everything he does and everything we experience, good or bad, it's for our good. It's mm. it's pure silver and pure pure gold and we covet those things on earth because they're worth a lot of money mm -hmm. right i mean a lot of people save gold and silver because they're they're heck the streets of heaven are going to be paved with gold and silver <laughs> i mean and we're becoming that to him and then he can use us mm -hmm. that potter thank mm -hmm. god he puts us back on the wheel mm -hmm. thank god he sees that mark and he says i want that out of there right he does it in love is it through the fire and the furnace? Often, yes. But it's in the perfect heart, perfect love for us. Mm -hmm. That's priceless. Mm -hmm. It gives you a different look at the refiner of silver and gold and, 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 and the potter and the clay. And I have a good friend, a CBS friend, who is a potter. Hmm. And I've watched her form and form and work and form. And I've got a beautiful bowl that she gave me. And the process, it's his hands on us mm. it's the lord's hands if we can see the trial or the the whatever as god's hands working in my life mm. wow 
then it's not a trial. Hmm. It's our Heavenly Father who loves us enough to call us from death, out of sin, into the fullness of who Christ is. And to be his bride, it's his hands in that trial. So then you look at his hands, not the cancer, or not the failing kidneys, or not the COVID, or not the... You begin to see things from a perspective that is his perspective, mm -hmm. from a spiritual... It's his hands, and they're nail-scarred. Mm -hmm. Our names are inscribed on the palms of his hands. Think about that. Your name, my name, is etched right across the palms that bled for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Those are the hands that are doing this refining, that are throwing me back on the wheel, saying, oh, that's got to come out, Kathy. Sarah, mm -hmm. that's got to come out. I want that out. Mm -hmm. And he'll do whatever it takes. And thank God he doesn't listen to a squeal and cry and give up and say, okay, it's okay. It's enough. Mm -hmm. He knows. Mm -hmm. Well, this whole verse that you had read at the beginning of the episode of, you know, will the, what, help me. Which one was it? I forget. <laughs> I've, I've got like 20 verses here. Help me, Sarah. That's All right. why we did I'm this together, listeners. the notes here. And, uh, oh, yeah, it says, um, it's Isaiah 45, 9. Woe to the one who quarrels oh. with his maker. An earthenware vessel among the vessels of earth. Will the clay say to the potter, what are you doing? Or the thing you are making say, he has no hands. And don't we do that all the time? God, why is that strial? Why is this? Yeah. Why did I get cold? Well, why? 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 You why, must why? not care about me. Yeah. You must not be doing anything. That's the attitude we take like immature, frustrated uh, children. Well, that's what comes to my mind as a mom is even, you know, as their earthly maker that they're questioning me yeah. and I'm no, I'm definitely not God, but you know, when yeah. they're questioning me, I just want to say, who are you? I've lived a lot longer exactly. than you have. And you should just trust me on this. Exactly. You don't want to go down that road because it's going to end badly for you. So the trial gets worse because we get, we don't understand the purpose and we're fighting him. So we're fighting against what's good for us. Right. We're fighting what's good for us. And then it, then we just, we, oh my gosh, we just, it's his hands. That, that trial or that smelter or that fire or that blue flame or all of these things are meant for our good. And who are we mm -hmm. to quarrel with the master? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that one was like, I, I mean, Woe to the one who, because we make our own misery. Right. We're already in a trial. And then we make our own misery by fighting that trial and, and not yielding to him. Right. So it's priceless to think about. Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad I took that jewelry class. I was broken and I was a wreck and I, I just, I just needed some healing. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. whole process was so enlightening to me about, his work in my own life, finger his fingerprints in my life of making me, shooting that icky, gunky dross out of me and taking that mar and slapping me back on the wheel and saying, I've got more for you, child. Mm. I've got more for you. Mm -hmm. I've got more for you. I've got a family for you. I've got a purpose. I've got eternal life for you forever with me. Well, none of those are, 
are surprising and we might all start with that reaction. But my prayer is that when those, when those thoughts come up that sooner than, you know, sooner than later, I can quickly say, okay, I feel angry. I feel afraid. I feel, you know, this is unfair, you know, say all the honest things yeah, and then say, but then don't quarrel with him. But I'm not going to quarrel with God. Because woe to us, right? <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah, we get to that place. Jesus Christ submitted to the Father's will to go to that cross. Mm-hmm. Absolute, 100% submission. And the more we learn that and the quicker we learn that, mm-hmm. to not quarrel and fight, to be honest and say, oh, Lord, I'm, I'm struggling with this. I just had rods put in my back. I had my third back surgery. Eight-hour surgery and metal rods up my back. It was excruciating. But, and I could have really quarreled with him, but it wouldn't have done any good. It would have added to the misery. And just realizing that his purposes are for our good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For our good. And the more we cooperate with him, it's that submission. And that's hard in this country because we're so independent. But he he was in perfect submission to what God gave him, and that was the cross. I think it's hard in this flesh, yeah. because in this flesh we're so independent. Yeah. And we think, well, I can figure it out. Yeah. I can rely on the natural world, science, whatever. And we don't look even a little farther into, well, who made the science? Yeah. Who created the world itself? Yeah. And who made me? Yeah. Yeah. So the more we we can submit in the trial and not quarrel with the maker and let him mold. And I love the potter and the clay. The fire is a little bit different. That's just, <laughs> that's, but it's his hands. Even, even in the, he's holding the blue flame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's God and he loves us. He died for me. So whatever I'm going through is for my good to be more like him. Well, and whatever we're going through is not nearly what he's gone through. Exactly. He has been there and he knows. Exactly. He sympathizes with all of our weaknesses and knows yeah. our suffering yeah. because he's suffered. Yeah. Like yeah. we've like we've never suffered. Like we have never suffered. Yeah. And I think people think he suffered when he went to the cross. I think he suffered the day he took on skin. Mm. How does glory take on skin? Right. How does think about that? How does glory take on skin he felt he was tired he had flesh i mean i think his suffering in some degree to leave that i i think the suffering started the day he took on skin well and talk about submission to the father in every single thing i'm glad that we took some time to really look at the scripture and Listeners, I really do encourage you to open your own Bibles. I know that as we are sharing these things, you may be driving, you may be doing, um, you know, often I'm making dinner when I'm listening to podcasts, whatever it might be, that uh, your hands might be busy. But I just really encourage if one of these scriptures has popped out to you to go back and to look at it for yourself and to ask God to really speak into your circumstances, into the trials the challenges that you're facing, or maybe just the questions you have about where you fit and what your purpose is and how God might be working those things out for you. More than anything, we pray that you would know 
how loved you are by this God who has made you and how deeply he is invested in you, that he sent his son, that Jesus did go to that cross and that he did suffer and die and was resurrected three days later. You are deeply, deeply loved and cherished. And the work that God is doing in you is for good, just as it has been and is in the trials that Kathy and I are facing as well. So maybe more on that at some point, and maybe we'll talk about something other than trials. I'm, I, we'll see. We'll see what God directs us to do. Well, and you know, right now with this new variation of COVID, right? I mean, it's right now that we have to get this. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's right now. America's in all kinds of trouble and, and the world is in trouble. So right now we're facing trials that we've never faced. It's true. That we've never known of across yeah. the globe. Yeah. So now's the time to really hunker down and, and get his perspective 